Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, May the 24th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and our regularly scheduled Tuesday morning guest, uh, the highly esteemed Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, we've got some exciting material for you today, a subject that is rather ubiquitous, uh, and I don't know really what that word means, but it sounds good. Um, so it's just been everywhere in the news lately, and uh, it seems like it's getting quite a bit of attention and traction, and uh, we feel the need to address it this morning. Uh, some of you may know about it, some of you may not, but I'll be willing to bet you dollars to donuts that everybody's heard a little something about this morning's subject matter. But before we get into it, I'd like to remind our listeners uh, that you can live stream JB uh, at his church and most of his out-of-town events on notbyworks.org, uh, his, his regular uh, church services from Plum Creek Chaplains Daily, Colorado. You can live stream at uh, 9 and 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time and 6.30, or is it 6 p.m.? Well, Curtis, it's 6 p.m. Wednesday, but uh, that reminds me, I need to make a quick mention of uh, uh, this week, because of a conflict, we're having our midweek service on Thursday night, so not tomorrow night, but ah. Thursday night at 6 o'clock, and yes, it's uh, always live-streamed, and we're starting a new series this week uh, entitled, What is Calvinism and Is It Biblical? So I hope everybody oh, will tune in goodness. Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Okay. You, oh, oh, you're you're gonna do Calvinism? Oh well, <laughs> folks, um, the announcement that I just made, you might want to pay close attention to. All I can say is hooray. Pastor is uh he's actually salivating over here. Oh, I don't I don't know what's going on. You okay? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is that's a very kind of a touchy subject, too. So uh, but an important one, yep. an important one. Uh, so be sure to tune in, ladies and gentlemen, live stream those. You're going to want this information. So uh, now that we've we've done that, JB, we've talked about your services. Let's talk about our program today. Uh, like I said, this is a fairly ubiquitous subject these days it's everywhere and uh i don't think most people whether they're christian or, or not are really fully aware of what the bible has to say about this subject um so let us know what we're going to be talking about today and why it's so important well you bet and by the way good morning to you both it's always great to be with you and uh sorry i had to jump in there but i, I should have uh, warned you about that ahead of time that we're ah. making the Schedule change for this week only for our midweek service. It'll be Thursday. Yeah, it, it, it throws our rehearsals way off when you do this. I know, I know. But, you know, you guys are so awesome. I just feel like we can, you know, speak freely and talk casually. But uh, we always do. Our, our listeners probably drives them crazy because they're used to these, you know, fully produced <laughs> professional programs put out by, you know, Fox News and, and whatever. But uh, anyway, we're just real folks here. And uh, we, we are. 
But man, I'm really excited about the topic today. Uh, we talked about it off air last week after the show, and I think both of us were instantly said, yes, we need to do that. And yes. what we want to talk about today is UFOs. UFOs. Uh, another name for that today is UAPs. Uh, UFOs, of course, stands for Unidentified Flying Objects, but the, the term of choice these days in the government is UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And uh, you'd have to be really uh, not paying any attention at all to have missed the fact that this subject has been all over uh, the news. And just this past week, we saw for the first time in 50 years, congressional hearings on UFOs. And yes. they had, you know, top level fighter pilots such as Ryan Graves yes. testifying before them, talking about the shapes and sizes of these uh, mysterious objects. And he said they must be treated like a foreign adversary. Um, they expressed yes. great concern. Uh, Representative Winstrup from Ohio, a Republican, not that that matters, but uh, he warned after the hearings that uh, these UFO sightings are a national security concern, and we need to pursue this. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is something that uh, first uh, hit sort of the, the modern day or current day uh, consciousness back in December of 2017, when uh, the New York Times uh, released a bombshell report about uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, uh, commonly called ATIP. It's an acronym, A-A-T-I-P, but it stands for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And that was a $22 million annual budget that for years investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, mm -hmm. according to the Defense Department. And uh, the New York Times was able to obtain interviews with uh, many of the people involved. And um, it, the program was run by Luis Elizondo. And I've been following him, you probably have too, for many, many years. Uh, nobody really knew that he was in charge of this <clears throat> program, ATIP, until the New York Times broke the story in 2017. Uh, but he's been a big figure uh, in, kind of out front in the whole UFO investigation world. Yes. And um, it was run uh, from the fifth floor of the Pentagon's C-Ring, uh, deep inside that, uh, that building. And, uh, you know, what's crazy is that until that article in 2017, the government had never officially acknowledged that they were studying and keeping track of UFOs. That's right. uh, now, whistleblowers and researchers and truth seekers, such as myself and yourself, uh, you know, we've been talking about it in my case for almost 20 years and sounding the alarm and knowing that, you know, we knew that it was being investigated. But the official stance from the government was nothing to see here uh, move along. Yeah, don't but, worry about it. But yeah. then finally in 2017, they were forced uh, to admit it. And there were congressional hearings uh, even back then. Mark Rubio was uh, a part of it, uh, you know, back then. And of course, that was during the uh, Trump administration. And uh, Mark Rubio was, you know, demanding that they, they do more research on it and release more uh, classified documents going back decades. And of course, they did. And so what we've, but not all of them, naturally, um, right. 
selected ones and many of those are redacted. Uh, but uh, then what we're seeing today uh, and regularly now is kind of the offshoot of the, you know, of the fallout from that New York Times uh, article. But uh, in my Spirit of the Antichrist video series, uh, I actually showed some clips from uh, from some of those interviews back in 2017, including uh, the story about Commander David Fravor and Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate, who were on the USS Nimitz and, uh, you know, about 100 miles or so out into the Pacific Ocean, flying their uh, F-A-18F Super Hornets. Yep. And they encountered some really scary and bizarre uh, you know, unidentified objects, and they even caught it on their, uh, you know, uh, cameras. And so uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, Curtis, the, this UFO phenomena is real. The question is, what is it? So let me give you a quick history here of kind of how we got to where we are today, where, you know, top level world leaders and government officials in the United States and, you know, others are openly talking about uh, this reality of UFOs. And um, before I do that, and we're going to go back decades to kind of trace the history of this, I just want to put this in biblical uh, perspective, um, because everything we see and hear has to be run through the grid of Scripture. Absolutely. And, and let me just say right out front, you know, because I know some of our listeners who've never studied this or have always just sort of dismissed it as the, you know, the wacky musings of tinfoil hat, you know, crazy people, uh, they may already kind of be ready to turn the, turn the channel here. But let me, let me point out, in no way am I suggesting that these UFOs or UAPs are little green men from Mars, okay? That, that's not consistent with the biblical record. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. The question is, you know, what are they and what does the Bible have to say about them? And mm -hmm. when, as good students of Scripture, we run everything through the grid of Scripture, we can, we can see how all of this fits perfectly within the biblical record as it relates to the end times. So let me give you just a few verses. You know, I don't, I did not have a chapter on UFOs in volume one of my book, Spirit of the Antichrist, but in volume two, which we hope to have uh, released to the public by October, November of this year, we are going to have an entire section dedicated to this subject. Good. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too. I think it, it, the timing of it is, of course, the Lord's timing is always perfect, and, and I think it'll, yes. be, it'll be great. And, and as a reminder, listeners can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, spiritoftheantichrist.org, and they can read the table of contents and preface uh, to the book and see kind of how we set the stage for it. But there was so much information out there about Spirit of the Antichrist and as it relates to, you know, the rising tide of deception that we had to do the book in two volumes. The first volume, as you know, was about 300 pages. Uh, so we can look forward to more detailed discussion of this after volume two comes out. But I wanted to, you know, talk about how one of the characteristics of the Antichrist in the end times, after the rapture, when the Antichrist takes the helm of a one-world satanic system, uh, is going to be uh, signs or uh, wonders or phenomena, is what I call it. And mm -hmm. for example, 2 Thessalonians 2.9 says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Uh, Jesus himself said in Matthew 24.24, 24, 
that false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So everything we see happening today in this phenomenalistic world, and by the way, it's not just UFOs. There are all kinds of other phenomena uh, taking place. And again, we're going to get into those uh, in the the forthcoming volume two of, of the book. And if you haven't read volume one, you need to get volume one to kind of be prepared for what's coming in volume two. But um, yeah, there are all kinds of phenomena. But Joel, in, in his prophecy in chapter two, talks about the end times and in connection to the second coming of Christ. And he says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. So um, Luke, uh, it, it recording the Olivet Discourse in his uh, account in chapter 21, says there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and pestilences. And listen, there will be fearful sights and great signs from the heaven. Mm-hmm. So fearful sights. He goes on to say there will be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars. Uh, And notice this. He says the sea and its waves roaring. Because one of the things that uh, David, Commander David Fravor talked about, and many others have witnessed this as well, is that these unidentified aerial phenomena will disappear beneath the sea. Yeah. And and then come out of the sea. That's Uh, right. So uh, again, uh, Jesus in the Olivet Discourse in Luke 21, in Luke's account says, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on uh, the earth. Uh, And then you get to Revelation, and of course, chapter 13 gives us a number of signs and things uh, that will happen, uh, Mm -hmm. talking about the the false prophet, the the second beast, the, the second in command behind the Antichrist. Uh, Revelation 13, 13 tells us he performs great signs. Uh, yes. He makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Yeah. So if you've been studying this, you know, there's all kinds of manifestations of, uh, you know, uh, red orbs and blue orbs and other uh, orange <laughs> orbs and things that are inexplicable and can appear and disappear instantly and move at great right. speeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, again, Revelation makes it clear that uh, the the second in command, the anti, the, the false prophet, uh, is going to be granted uh, power to give breath to the image of the beast. Mm-hmm. So there's another phenomena you're going to have during the tribulation period. These images set up. Um, a lot of people um, you know, have talked about how these, uh, you know, could be just uh, digitally created uh, images. Um, but uh, that he's going to speak, that all these images will be able to speak. So it's, it's one way that the Antichrist is going to be able to accomplish some semblance of omnipresence, which, of course, yeah. he is now, not. You know, in relation to that, uh, JB, uh, a lot of people think that uh, the people that have researched this deeply, like you and I, uh, think, think that uh, the HARP, the government HARP, program may may be deeply involved in that uh, by producing holographic type images and things of that nature. It is. It definitely is. And for those who aren't familiar with it, HARP is an acronym. It's H-A-A-R-P, two A's, 
And they have now set up harp technology, not just up in uh, Alaska, but all over. It's, uh, smaller uh, versions of it all across uh, you know, the, the world. But um, then if you go to chapter 16 of Revelation, this will be our last verse before I get into kind of tracing the history of this. Uh, we read uh, in Revelation uh, 16 that uh, there were unclean spirits like frogs that were coming out of the mouth of the dragon. And this is at the uh, sixth bowl judgment, right before the Battle of Armageddon, literally hours before this, this massive campaign of Armageddon starts in conjunction with Christ's return to establish his kingdom. Armageddon, of course, is at the end of the seven-year tribulation. But these unclean spirits are coming out of, the, of Satan, if you will, and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So the, the unholy uh, trinity uh, here, uh, you know, uh, Satan representing God, the Antichrist representing Christ, and the false prophet representing the Holy Spirit are going to be dispersing these, what verse 14 in Revelation 16 tells us, spirits of demons. It's, it plainly says, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Mm. So the point is, you see a ton of spiritual, um, paranormal activity uh, during the tribulation period, and, of course, the entire premise of my book, Spirit of the Antichrist, is that the closer we get to the end times, meaning the closer we get to the rapture, then the, the more uptick of this type of activity uh, we will see. So now let's go back to 1947 to see the beginnings of this increase in paranormal, phenomenalistic you know, activity in the United States, especially as it relates to UFOs. Uh, yes. So 1947, the summer, this was right before Israel became a nation again. And it's my belief that Satan uh, thought with Israel being revived and becoming a nation again, that we could be entering the final stages of God's plan of the ages. So he ratcheted up his demonic activity. Um, remember, Satan doesn't know what God's timetable is. Uh, he, like us, knows that the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any time. But as he sees certain things happening geopolitically on the earth that lend themselves to uh, a setting of the stage for the end times, then he gets a little nervous. And so after World War II, when Israel was uh, declared a nation again, and in the lead up to that, he could see the writing on the wall. We all could. Uh, of course, their official start of Israel's uh, return to national sovereignty was in May 15th, 1948. But in the summer of 47 is when we see the first two major UFO sightings in the United States. Now, remember, UFOs are nothing new. They're, they're demonic, they're spiritual, they're dimensional, and they've been around for 6,000 years. Basically, an unidentified flying object is any sort of manifestation of the spiritual realm. And we know biblically that both demons and angels can manifest in physicality. Yes. That's a fact not in dispute if you believe the Bible. Uh, we've seen this throughout uh, the biblical record, go all the way back to Genesis 6, and we saw demonic angels yeah. cohabiting with humans. We see Absolutely. in Lot's day, we saw uh, 
you know, demonic angels, or I'm rather good angels, unfallen <laughs> angels, uh, manifesting as human beings and visiting Lot. And then the, the uh, homosexuals in Sodom wanted to have, take these men. They weren't humans. They were angels manifesting as men, uh, but they wanted to take them and have their way with them. And then of course, Hebrews tells us that, you know, we should all be careful to entertain strangers because we might be entertaining an angel and not know it. So, right. you know, we could go on and on about that. But the fact is, uh, the spiritual realm sometimes break through, breaks through the physical realm, and both demons and angels can manifest uh, in physical form. So I believe that's what we're dealing with here. And we see the first of these in June, actually June 14th of 1947, and that was the Roswell incident in Roswell, Roswell New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. And of course, most of our listeners will know about that. But the way the media has painted it, they think, oh, it's just some big, weird conspiracy tinfoil hat thing. Uh, but no, it, it really happened. And uh, it wasn't uh, little green men, although I do believe there were uh, beings that were uh, uh, shape-shifted demons that had taken on human form, just like the Bible says they can. I do not think they were biological uh, beings from another planet, uh, because again, that's not supported by Scripture. But it is supported in Scripture that these could have been de demons that, that took on a physical human form and uh, got trapped in the realm of time, space, and matter. But anyway, then 10 days later, on June 24th of 1947, we have the famous Kenneth Arnold UFO sighting. Uh, Kenneth Arnold was a, a private pilot, and he saw over Mount Rainier in Washington a string of nine right. very shiny uh, flying objects that uh, he estimated were flying at a, a speed of at least 1,200 miles per hour. Yeah. And yeah. at that time, you know, such speeds were unheard of. Um, yeah. But when you're uh, dimensional in nature, when you're demonic in nature, you're not constrained by the realm of time, space, and matter, and you can move around more quickly. So uh, because of those two incidents and others that followed, um, and there was an uptick, and again, I don't think it's any accident that this uptick in UFO activity began around the time of Israel being birthed as a nation. Uh, right. I think it's ultimately a spiritual battle, and we see these things uh, happening, you know, in, with incredibly increasing intensity ever since then. But because of that, uh, the uh, United States uh, government started Project Sign database in 1947, right. and then in 1949, Project Grudge, both of these, I believe, were Air Force uh, <clears throat> programs, I know Project Grudge was, in which they tracked reports of UFO sightings, both from private citizens as well as military uh, officials. And then uh, by 1952, so five years later, uh, this had uh, morphed into the formal big uh, program, Project Blue Book, which right. was a project of the United States Air Force as well. And it had Project Blue Book uh, had uh, two goals. Number one, to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That sounds like something we just read in today's headlines. Yes. <laughs> that our current U.S. government is analyzing the national right. security threat of UFOs. And this was 1952. Right. So what's that, yeah. 70 years ago? Yeah. Anyway, that was their first goal, to determine if UFOs are a threat to national security. And secondly, to scientifically analyze UFO-related data uh, because not all of the 
so-called sightings and data and reports that they would get panned out. Some of it was was not legitimate, uh, but man, there were thousands upon thousands of uh, pages of yes. uh, legitimate uh, sightings. And some of our listeners may be familiar uh, with uh, the History Channel uh, uh, documentary series called Project Blue Book. And, right. you know, it, that's a fascinating show. I've watched a few uh, episodes, um, but it's it takes uh, real, actual, you know, data from the, the archives of Project Blue Book, which, by the way, there's an entire building with several floors worth of documents and reports that Project Blue Book produced over the last 70 years. Uh, and then it, it, it makes them into a you know, script and then sort of takes a little bit of literary license and it, it, it you know, shows, shows what, was, what was going on. So it's, it's uh, not, strictly speaking, a documentary. It's you know, historical fiction, basically, um, would be more right. of an accurate description. But um, you know, uh, the fact of the matter is uh, that the government has been studying these things for decades as I said, until 2017, they denied it emphatically. And it was a secret program, even though it wasn't really all that secret. You know, it was widely known among the UFO community, but the official stance of mainstream media and, you know, Congress and other government officials was, no, there's no such thing as UFOs. And anybody who thinks there is, is just crazy. And why would we study something like that? You know, but now it's come back out. In fact, they are uh, studying it through uh, ATIP. Uh, now, ATIP, which I mentioned earlier, which was led by Luis Elizondo, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, was supposedly said to have ended in 2012. But again, during congressional hearings in 2020, so just two years ago, it was admitted that a similar program has continued all along. And that program, which is, brings us up to today, is called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. And if you just do a quick search uh, on Fox News or CNN or whatever for that phrase, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, you'll see all kinds of articles come up, including several from last week as the uh, subcommittee met for hearings uh, public, you know, hearings uh, for the first time in, you know, again, 50 uh, years. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the what's fa- fascinating to me is the title of this task force actually has phenomena in the name. That's right. <laughs> and they are, uh, you know, they are, uh, you know, basically suggesting that there's something out there that we cannot understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know, uh, you know what it is. It has technology and capabilities that, we, as far as we know, are not available anywhere on the planet, even in other foreign countries. Uh, and you know, frankly, we don't know that that type of uh, capability will ever be available. It's not like they're just advanced ten or twenty or thirty years down the road in their technology. You know, this right. is doing things. These objects are doing things that defy rules of gravity and logic and all, all kinds of uh, sure. uh, other stuff. So let me just mention a couple of the, you know, the 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 uh, cod, uh, comments. Um, so Graves, I mentioned him. This is uh, ex Navy yeah. fighter pilot Ryan Graves, uh, yep. and this is from. Let me get the date here. Uh, 
May 18th, so less than a week ago. It says, uh, former Navy fighter pilot Ryan Graves Tuesday warned that regular UFO sightings are endangering the lives of military aviators, described the shape of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, seen by members of his squadron, and said the mysterious objects must be treated like a foreign adversary. Um, Graves made the comments outside a House Intelligence Subcommittee hearing Tuesday on UAPs, the first of its kind examining mysterious flying objects since the 60s. Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence Scott Bray and Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security Ronald Moultrie briefed lawmakers on the increasingly frequent sightings. So there you go. Mm-hmm. My premise in the book is that we're seeing an increase, yeah, an increase. in yeah. the, the phenomenalistic activity the closer we get to the end times. Right. Um, you know, Satan is, is, you know, harnessing his demonic agents He's also harnessing his human agents. And together, you know, we've talked a lot about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and, uh, uh, you know, uh, other key uh, 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 people uh, that are associating with uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, government leaders and so forth. And, you know, this is all going, you know, right in in plain sight and it's increasing. And that's why these hearings uh, are being Hell, so they briefed the lawmakers on the increasingly frequent sightings. Now, the Pentagon officials said not all of the sightings can be explained, and that UAP have resulted in at least eleven near misses with yes. U.S. military aircraft. That's right. And then Graves, testifying before the committee, said we have nearly a magnitude more close air collision potential from our aviators from these objects than were initially suspected. So, from my perspective, he says. Getting energy on this is simply just going to save lives at the end of the day for our Navy uh, operators. And at the end of the day, we have a mystery uh, to solve. Um, So, you know, again, you know, what are these things, right? Um, This is all also happening within the context of the new sixth branch of the United States military that was established under President Donald Trump, and that is the Space Force. Now, I've talked to some sources uh, within the Space Force, uh, within also Navy intelligence. And what I'm told, you know, if, you know, again, these are they can't release classified information, uh, but they can certainly dance around it enough to where I get the idea. And what they're telling me is that a big part of the Space Force was to defend against extraterrestrial threats because of this increase in UFO activity. Mm-hmm. Now, the main, and I've actually heard uh, the director of the Space Force or commander, what the Joint Chiefs guy, uh, in an interview, talk about it uh, for the first time as to why they started this. And he only mentioned the, you know, threats from enemy nations like China and Russia and how they are doing stuff in space with satellite technology and, uh, you know, interballistic technology and so forth. And, but he did not mention the threat from these unidentified aerial phenomena. But again, I have, I have it on good authority that that was a huge part of the establishment of this branch of the military is that the government is lit and all governments are literally scared because they feel like there's a, an outside threat that they cannot explain, cannot control, and cannot defend against, right. and trying to figure out what to do about it. 
um, in my video series, Spirit of the Antichrist, which uh, we have uh, available as a streaming download, 18 videos, or uh, on DVD, I actually play a clip of Ronald Reagan years ago uh, presenting uh, or giving a speech at the UN in which he talks about, even way back then, uh, in the 80s, how, you know, if there were some type of extraterrestrial threat, and I don't remember the exact quote, it's in the video, but if there were some type of otherworldly threat, it might unite the nations together. Yeah, Kissinger addressed the UN with something, with a quote similar to that, yeah. Yeah, so how does this fit into biblical prophecy? Well, of course, we know we're headed towards a one-world, satanically controlled system, uh, and it's a one-world government economically, politically, religiously. Well, one of the things that might help nations give up their sovereignty and sign on to some type of global governance is the perceived threat from some type of, you know, alien invasion. That's of course, you see Hollywood hyping this up with all of their movies and, you know, the average person now, and, and it's really exciting to me, and I know it is to you too, to see UFOs, you know, being, you know, more of a legitimate talking point today than they ever were before. I mean, right. Right. there were very few people who you could talk to about this kind of thing. Uh, you know, I can remember when I was in academics, uh, you know, talking to a colleague one time, uh, a, a fellow professor uh, at the school I was teaching at about this. And he just laughed and was dismissive and even condescending and thinking, man, you know, you must be an idiot to believe in that kind of stuff. And I just kind of moved on and never brought it up again. Right. But now we see it coming up more and more. And by the way, that gives us an opening for the gospel too, because oh, yes. we can talk to people and we can say, look, you know, yeah, I'm following that closely as well. And did you know the Bible gives us an answer for what's going on? And oh, yeah. yeah, there is reason for concern. It shows that time is short. Things are ratcheting up. And yeah. uh, you don't even have to get into the whole little green Martian thing. Uh, that's beside the point. Um, the fact is, uh, officially, the, the government does not know what these things are. That's right. And, and But whatever they are, they, you know pose a threat. In fact, here's the, in that same article I was just reading from, the subheadline at the top was uh, experts warn that these could pose a real national security threat. Sure. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, it really gives us an opportunity to talk about uh, these things and, you know, from the perspective of biblical uh, uh, truth, but mm -hmm. they're worried about it, to, to be sure. Oh, they are. Yeah. 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 They are. And I think with good reason, um, yeah, especially when when you and I know that, that the Bible refers to Satan as the prince of the power of the air. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a direct reference to his um, his authority, so to speak, right now on Earth in our earthly atmosphere. But he's got the ability to manifest, like you had mentioned earlier, in whatever way, shape, or form he wishes to. That's in Ephesians two two for our listeners. That's right, Ephesians yeah. chapter two verse two. Yep. So the prince of the power of the air has got that technology and ability to manifest in, in, in what we call UFOs or UAPs, according to the government. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what we've been saying, you know, for many months now, as I've been uh, kind of promoting my Spirit of the Antichrist book, is that the battle that is raging 
is not about what we can see and hear and touch. Mm -hmm. It's it's a battle in the unseen realm. You know, Ephesians right. 6 talks about our battle against principalities and powers and so forth. And so what we see happening, I believe, uh, the best way to interpret all of this UFO data is that this unseen spiritual battle that has been raging for 6,000 years, ever since Satan got kicked out of heaven, is beginning to manifest itself here and there when, uh, for lack of a better description, the demonic realm and the spiritual realm pokes through into the realm of the visible, and we see manifestations of it. Um, we see it in certain hot spots around uh, the globe here in America. You know, you could think of a Skinwalker Ranch on the Ute Indian Reservation in northeastern yes. Utah. Um, I was reading and studying that uh, 20 years ago. Now there's another uh, uh, TV documentary series about it. I'd, I've watched it. I'm not too impressed by it. I think it's a little bit, you know, too uh, Hollywoodish. Yeah. But uh, the data is is good. Uh, you, you see other places like Sedona, Arizona. Um, actually, one of the top five hotspots in the United States for paranormal activity is right uh, in Colorado, when in the county where we live, I'm not going to say what that is, but um, you know, we it it was something that caught our attention. I already knew about it, but when we ended up purchasing the property we purchased. I thought, oh wow, that's I'm not sure if I want to live there. You know, but of course, <laughs> what we have to remember is First John four four: Greater is He who is in us than He who is that's in the world. So we, we must never fear all of this stuff, right. but we would be foolish not to be aware of it. And, Absolutely. Uh, to follow it. Now, you remember I mentioned Luis Elizondo. He's the one that ran yes. ETIP, the Pentagon's uh, sort of offshoot of Project Blue Book uh, yes. up until 2012. But uh, he is now saying, uh, and, and by the way, this uh, historic uh, congressional hearing was last Tuesday, so one week ago right. today, the 17th. And uh, he said that I think this is just a small sample of what the DOD, Department of Defense, really has. These are videos that are unclassified, some cases taken from a pilot's iPhone, but there's a lot more compelling video there. And frankly, Congress is aware of it. That's so right. I think you're now seeing the historic step by Congress because they know there's a lot more information there. I think what I find interesting about this particular hearing, and by the way, he says, I suspect there will be more after this. I think he's right. Uh, he says, uh, what I find interesting about this particular hearing is that the DOD doesn't know the full picture of what's going on. And in a re very real sense, he, he's got a great point there. And, and I don't know if uh, Elizondo is a believer or not. I've been following him for years. I, I don't have any indication that he's ever trusted Christ. Maybe he has. But what he's essentially saying is that this is somewhat like the blind leading the blind, that yeah. you know the, the, the government and the military and Congress are all mm -hmm. investigating something, and mm -hmm. my sense is the vast majority of them, whether they state it or not, have the perspective that this is indeed an alien force of some kind from some oh, yeah. other planet, and that's just simply not the case, uh, at least if you're a Bible-believing Christian, um, and so until they really come to grips with what we're really dealing with here, which is a spiritual battle, you know, they're not going to be able to defend against it. But, you know, the reason we decided to do, to do this program today about UFOs is that, you know, we talk a lot about Bible prophecy and the end times and what's coming down the pipe with the rapture and the tribulation and the second coming and so forth. And mm -hmm. all of this fits 
you know, perfectly like a hand in a glove. Very snugly, yes. Yeah, with God's plan. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're not, you know, there's going to be some big cataclysmic event that causes the world to kind of come together. Now, yeah. I'm not suggesting it will be exclusively some disclosure, as the UFO community uh, likes to call it. Um, and by disclosure, they mean, you know, they're picturing some momentous day when the president of the United States steps out onto the South Lawn and addresses the world and says, we have had contact with aliens and we're in negotiations with them now or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, th that type of thing, you know, only. I, th I think it could be, uh, you know, uh, uh, some type of traditional war between Russia and China and us, or it could yeah. be an EMP. It could be a natural disaster, whether real or manufactured. It could be a false flag. It could be a, another pandemic. Of course, right now they're all talking about the monkeypox and, you know, Gates and Fauci have been talking about the next pandemic and how, how it's going to be so much worse than yeah. you know, the first there, one. There's so much scary stuff out there, isn't there, JB? Yeah, there is. Lots, but, of, you know, lots of reasons for the government to create a, a an overall uh, atmosphere of fear. Yeah, and, and they the fear is a great tool in the hands of the weapon. Mm -hmm. God tells us he's not given us a spirit of fear. Amen. And as you've heard me say many times, we're never to be scared, but only prepared. But you know, I think since we're going to see, I think, continued coverage of uh, these UFOs and all of the related uh, topics, I think, you know, our listeners need to uh, do some research and be aware of, you know, what's happening and recognize that this is all just part of uh, the plan. And it should excite us, you know, because it just means that, you know, if the stage is being set for the tribulation, then that means the rapture is even closer. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah, the, these are these are the signs and wonders talked about in Scripture. Um, uh, at least at least a, a portion of the signs and wonders. There are going to be also other heavenly manifestations, like and people a lot, a lot of people consider the blood moons and rare eclipses and things of that nature uh, to be what Scripture is referring to. Uh, and and that, that very well could be, but these UFOs, UAPs that uh, the government is so concerned about now and is only telling us so much about, uh, these are mentioned in Scripture. And, uh, I mean, we can see examples of it in the Old and the New Testament. Uh, Ezekiel and his vision of the wheel within a wheel in the sky. What in the heck is that, right? Uh, if you read that closely... That sounds like uh, very similar to some of the sightings that have been reported today. Yeah. So, you know, what we need to do is sort of categorize from Scripture the different heavenly phenomena. Let's let's just call it that. So mm -hmm. sometimes we know there are dreams and visions yes. and those God uses those to, you know, in various ways to lead people in, in the Old Testament times in particular, and some in the New Testament. Today, of course, the primary source of God's direction and, and uh, revelation to us is His Word. We have the complete uh, written uh, revelation of God in, in the Bible, and it is everything we need for life and godliness. But that does not mean that people still don't have dreams. I mean, I, everyone listening has had dreams, and so, oh, yeah. you know, what are those? They're sort of subconscious. They're, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit can certainly place things on your heart. I've woken up 
many times through the years, having had a dream and just feel the clear urging of the Holy Spirit to do something or say something or call somebody or whatever. So dreams and visions are are one category, but also, you know, actual physical sightings. Um, And it's not just, you know, disc shaped craft, you know, there are all kinds of different manifestations of it. Again, orbs, um, just light in general, cigar shaped uh, craft, uh, all kinds of things. Um, and yes, I believe we do have some physical remnants of some of these things that collided. You know, I think in the spiritual battle between angels and demons, when that battle actually enters the realm of the visible, mm-hmm. if if there's things that happen, just like a person meeting an angel and thinking it's a stranger, same idea, where you've got time, space, and matter physicality intersecting with the unseen realm that is in that moment seen, uh, I think you could have some remnant and things left over. So it doesn't shake my faith in scripture at all for people to say, well, they've got certain parts of craft hidden away in some, you know, a bunker in Wright Pat Air Force Base or something. That, that That's possible, at least. Area, area 51. Yeah. yeah, Area 51. Well, we know Area 51 is loaded with secrets oh, yeah. uh, for sure. Um, but you're, you're right. I mean, there the the scripture speaks frequently from Genesis to Revelation about, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it, glimpses of the heavenlies. Yeah. And and when uh, Christ comes back at the Uh end of the millennium, and by the way, we as his bride, the church will be coming back with him. um, There there's going to be all kinds of phenomena and things in the sky. We just read some of those from uh, the Olivet discourse. So, you know, the, 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 someday time shall be no more. This old sin-stricken earth is going to be destroyed. It will be recreated in sinless perfection, according to Second Peter 3 and Revelation 20. And we're going to see a new heavens and a new earth in Revelation 21. So, uh, but until then, you know, we need to recognize that life is about more than what we can see and hear and touch. And that unseen spiritual cosmic battle that is raging, sometimes breaks through and we see bits and pieces of it. And uh, as we see more and more of that happening, and now we have the attention really of the whole world on that subject, it should uh, be both exciting uh, because it's a sign of the times, but it should also give us pause that we need to be prepared. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is just one of the, uh, one of the prongs of attack that Satan has at his disposal these are this is one of the fiery darts that we're talking about and uh, and uh, as you say though jb uh, for us believers uh, we should never fear it uh, we should be kind of excited about it because it is just one of the signs that the the end of days as we know it is near and for us that means victory Amen. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, with, with that in mind, uh, I, I don't think that we in any way delight in what we see happening, but it is exciting for us personally to know that in the end, uh, we come back here uh, and went to a recreated uh, earth. Uh, when God does that, he, he burns away the old one. We, we get a new one and we come back, we rule and reign with him, see? And so 
that's exciting. That should be exciting for us. Yeah, it is. We come back and for the first thousand years, we're reigning with him on the old heaven and the old earth. But that's eventually right. the, the eternal dwelling place of all the redeemed is that's the right. new heavens and the new earth. And, you know, I don't think it's any accident that Jesus told the nation of Israel, uh, you know, to be watching for the signs of the times. And he said, quote, look up, be watchful, for that's your right. redemption is drawing nigh. That's so right. we should look up, you know, if people would look up more often, they might see a lot of this, you know, <laughs> geoengineering going on and a lot of the That's phenomenalistic right. activity, but, you know, Christ is not going to return from the belly of the earth. That's where right. Satan's domain is in the abyss. That's right. Christ is going to return from the heavenlies and we, we need to look up, I think. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to look up, uh, not just for UFOs for crying out loud. We know they're there. Uh, let's not worry about those so much. Let's look up uh, and keep our eye on the eastern sky because, well, I'll tell you what, when that day comes, uh, there are going to be a lot of people left behind here, JB. And, uh, you know, after, after you and I and, and many of our loved ones and our Christian friends are raptured, that's going to leave, you, know, you, you talk about some chaos and confusion on earth. That's yeah. going to leave behind a whole lot of that. And, and we don't want to see anybody have to go through that. Not at all. And so if you're listening to the program as we close out, uh, if you are not certain that you're going to spend eternity in heaven, uh, today is the day of salvation. And oh, the Bible is very clear. There's only one way to find forgiveness and to receive the gift of eternal life. And that's by placing your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. That's and if you trust in him, he promises again and again in Scripture that he will forgive your sin and give you the gift of eternal life. And that's a one-time, moment-in-time action. You don't have to keep trusting, you know, for salvation. Once you've done it, in that instant when faith in Christ happens, in that instant, you become born again, a child of God, eternally secure. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Holy Spirit permanently indwells you, and a host of other things spiritually happen in that instant. So the question we want to leave you with is, have you trusted in Jesus Christ and Him alone as the only one who can save you? Amen. Amen to that. That's what we, that's why we do this podcast, JP. That's our main focus, and our main thrust is to get the good news of the gospel into every head out there, every set of ears that can hear, uh, we, we, we want them to hear the good news. We get so much bad news these days. Um, the good news is awfully refreshing, and, uh, and it's the one thing that gives us hope. Uh, we, we have hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and we want everybody to be able to share that same hope. Amen. Amen. So thank you for being with us today, JB, and, and helping us to disseminate the gospel in this way. And uh, we greatly appreciate your contribution today and, and what, what it is exciting subject matter, isn't it? It is. I hope uh, this uh, uh, today's episode will be spread far and wide. I know uh, people are interested in UFOs, and hopefully this kind of this last hour just served as a quick primer on, on how UFOs relate to the Bible and God's end times plan. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, before we sign off here, uh, we want to re remind our listeners that, uh, again, uh, how to live stream uh, JB's conferences and his regular church services on notbyworks.org. Uh, you can live stream his Sunday morning 
and Wednesday evening services there. If you go to the website, you can see the times. I think it's 9 and 10.30 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time Sundays. And uh, Wednesdays is 6, 6. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So you can live stream his church uh, events and uh, also live stream conferences that he's speaking at. Where are you going next, JB, as far as conference? So we uh, don't have anything in June. We're going to be home for a while. Uh, although my beautiful bride, uh, Wendy, who uh, really is the real strength and inspiration behind all that we do at Not By Works, and I, I am so thankful for that precious gift of the Lord. We celebrate our Amen. 30th anniversary in June. Amen. So we are going to be gone for a, a celebration there. But then my next conference is in July. I'll be speaking in three different places up in the Pacific Northwest in uh, the state of Washington and uh, two different churches in the state of Idaho. So uh, yeah, you can watch uh, for the notices about that, or you can always go to the events tab uh, at our website, notbyworks.org, and it kind of gives you our upcoming schedule. Great. You're, are you going to be in Coeur d'Alene? Yep, Coeur d'Alene, and then up uh, north, just north of Coeur d'Alene. I can't remember the town, but a different church up up that way. Beautiful country up there. It is gorgeous. Uh, I've, I've ridden through there on a motorcycle once or twice, and boy, there's no better way to see that kind of country than on a on a bike. Uh, so, so uh, I would recommend it to anybody. And hey, if you're up there riding around on your bike, uh, you around that time, you I tell you what, if you're going to stop off at the diner, get yourself some lunch, I guess. Uh, but stop in. Listen to JB. JB will be in town, baby. Yes, sir. There, there so, you go. Yeah, I'd love to see you. Yeah. And, and I'd love yeah, to see yes, you. He would love to see you there. Yeah. And I'd love to see you at Plum Creek Chapel, too. Don't forget this week, our midweek service uh, for this week only is Thursday night at six o'clock as we begin a new series, uh, what, uh, what is Calvinism and is it biblical? But Plum oh, Creek Chapel is in Sedalia, Colorado, a suburb of Denver. So if you're ever in the Denver metro area, stop by and see us. All right, sounds good. Um, Pastor and, and, and Sharon are now leaving for their lunch date. So uh, travel mercies, and we'll see you in a little bit. Have fun. And uh, I want to remind our listeners to, uh, to tune in with us Saturday morning. Uh, for Pastor Dick's uh, new series coming up. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet, but uh, he, he's got some new subject matter coming. You do not want to miss it. So uh, tune in with us Saturday morning and then Saturday night again with Lucas Doremus. Uh, we are about to wrap up his series on uh, in, in Proverbs. So uh, again, great stuff you don't want to miss. Uh, we're glad you joined us today. We pray that you were blessed by what you heard. And, um, you know, word of mouth is a very powerful thing. Tell your friends and your neighbors and your co-workers about the Christian Underground News Network and notbyworks.org and, and all the great biblical gospel information they can get on both sites. Uh, your friends and co-workers will appreciate you in the end for that. So uh, share us with everybody you know, okay? And uh, we, we appreciate you doing so. Uh, so until Saturday morning, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you. We'll see you Saturday.